Had you actually read the email, you would know that the podcast you are about to listen to could contain explicit language and offensive content. These HR experts' views are not representative of their past, present, or future employers. If you've ever heard, my manager is unfair to me, I need you to reset my HR portal password, or can I write up my employee for crying too much? Welcome to our little safe zone. Welcome to Jaded HR. Welcome to Jaded HR, the podcast by two HR professionals who want to get you through the workday by saying all the things you're thinking, but say them out loud. I'm Warren. And this is Feathers. All right. So no episode last week. Like I said, on uh, social media, we celebrated HR Appreciation Day last week way too hard. So that did not allow us to put a a recording together. So yay, us. But (laughs) (laughs) Did you celebrate uh, HR Appreciation Day as hard as we did? That's the that's the question out there for you. So, anyhow, anyhow, it's it's sort of funny before we really get into things. Looking at my show notes, and I must when I'm writing these show notes, you can almost tell the mood I'm in. Am I more of a satirical, sarcastic mood, or am I in I'm a complete asshole, fuck the world mood by the things I put in my my show notes. So apparently. When putting these show together, this show together, I was not in the best of mood because this is just, <laughs> I've got like 10 different rants going on on my show <laughs> notes here from eh, lame to silly, but well, that that's what we've got today. But before we get too far, I want to thank our original Jaded HR rock star, Hallie, for her continued support. Please be like Hallie and support us online through Patreon or buy us a beer. Follow the show note links and do that. But also leave us a review. I did not check reviews anytime lately to to see if we've got any new ones. I'll do that before our next episode and get that out there if we have any. But yeah, please send us a, please leave us a review on any of your platforms that allow it, but specifically Apple. So anyhow. It's been it's been a crazy crazy couple of weeks here for us. What rant should I start with now? I, I, just I, just I seen, pick one. Just pick one. Well, I, I shit on Gen Z a lot, so let's go ahead and and <laughs> shit on Zen, Gen Z a little bit more. So, <laughs> Gen Z, uh, this, this actually comes to me from a friend, and I. I see this as more of a boomer issue, but they say in their company it is a Gen Z or issue where they talk loud on their cell phones, their cell phone on speaker talking out loud, like some of the boomers would. You know, you go to the grocery store and see this 99 year old person that somehow has a cell phone working and they have their speaker phone on and talking loudly to whoever. whoever. That's apparently a problem at my my friend's work that they were mentioning the episode that we talked about where we doing etiquette training for Gen Zers. And they were saying, we need to do that at our work and we need to teach them how to use their cell phone in public, not to use it on speaker. I'm like, really? You have Z does that. I know I haven't <laughs> experienced that, but yeah, it, it, it's not cool when a boomer does it. It's not cool when a Gen Zer does it. But anyways, I, I didn't, uh, 
Uh, and I can see using your speaker sometimes if you're using your both hands for something, you don't have an earpiece or some of that. But if you're just walking around randomly, talking loudly so the whole world can hear your conversation, I bet you that's probably part of it. They want the, the drama of the whole world being involved in their conversation. So that thank you for that. Oh, speaking of people we know talking about us, I'm going to make a shout out to someone who works with my wife who said they love our podcast. So... Your challenge is to write us a review. So, but thank you for, for saying that. As she, she went to the office for the first time in a million years recently for an event, and someone brought that up. So, anyhow. So, thank you. Thank you. All right. So, I titled this one when I was writing it, Karen on the Loose. This comes <laughs> to us from my, my hometown, my, my true hometown, of Chesapeake, Virginia, WTKR News on September 27th. And this has nothing to do with HR. This was me putting, uh, because I remember when I, I, I read this article and I put it on there. This Karen did not want to go on camera, but she's very concerned for children in the area. She told News 3 she called the police to report their Halloween display. The officer called the lady back and said, there's nothing we can do. The across-the-street neighbor from this Halloween display said she sees nothing wrong with it. She says, I look at it every night and think it's just beautiful. I think she's done a great job. So I, I know this is a podcast, not a visual medium, but <laughs> if you've ever seen the new thing the last couple of years is wrapping a body up in like plastic bags and use like milk jugs and then water bottles for arms to make it shaped like that. Well, that, that's exactly what this person has done and hung them by their feet, these plastic bags that look like they're holding a body. She's hanging them upside down from her trees in the yard. And I, I actually, it's cool. It's okay. It's, I've seen a lot worse. I think it's eh, kind of lame a little bit, but you're going to call the police and the TV station to uh, complain about this Halloween display in your neighborhood or wherever it is. Just, oh, Come on, it, it's for the children. No, it, <laughs> she she's she's very smart. She must have realized how dumb she was because she she didn't want to go on camera. Because like, yeah, everybody's gonna fucking ridicule, hate, and mock me worse than they already are. And I, my other rant about thinking about this when I, I read it, you're putting this on the news. This is newsworthy for for the TV station. What a what a slow news day if this is what something they can put out there and say, hey, here's our news for today. This little bitch wants to complain <laughs> about Halloween displays in the neighborhood. So I, I'd put her on camera and say, yep, this is her. Look at her. Mock her, scorn her, fire from her job. So, anyway, Yeah, that's what I did. Well, people, this is going on the, the track of people I like to mock, scorn, and ridicule. So... One of our most favorite targets for mocking, scorning, and ridicule is, of course, Sherm. So, <laughs> it's your it's I, your I, favorite I, organization. It's my favorite. Yeah, it, it, you know, like I said, I don't pay for it, so I know both Christina and Kate had some issues with me when they were on the podcast talking about still paying and being a member. But my my company pays for it. But I do agree, I would not participate it voluntarily if not the case. That was not the case. But since the start of the pandemic, we've had the great this, the great that, you know, the 
great resignation, <laughs> the great return, the great regret, you know, whatever it is. I'm, I'm so sick of all these great things. And if you're still three years use, later using a great something to denote HR, it's like, you know, I don't know, doing something that was cool 10 years ago and still talking about it today. You know, I don't know what... I don't do anything cool, so <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't that, have any that, point of reference. That passed us years ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't get that aspect. But Sherm September Magazine. Yes, I still get the paper magazine because because I want them to pay to print that son of a bitch out and send it to me in the mail. Even though it's getting a lot thinner and thinner each year that they get it. But there's the cover of their magazine for September of 23 reads the great compromise. I'm like, oh, come on people it, have some audacity with, with that it, to, to come up with something new, not the great, this don't use the great. It's, it's nothing's great anymore. So no, it's true. Separate. Nothing, nothing really is great anymore. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm trying. I'm like rocking my brain, thinking like, what could be great? And yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, ice cream's great. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm addicted to ice cream. So, anyhow, let's see what other rant do I, I have on here? Okay, here's something, and this is a rant. Some people might think it's out of jealousy or hate or something like that. I absolutely am not jealous. But there were a lot of surveys released on LinkedIn, or I saw them on LinkedIn, for like HR Loom released their top 14 HR leaders to follow. And they do have some great leaders on there that I think that I do follow, like Tim Sackett, William Tincup, Suzanne Lucas. They've been on, Suzanne's been on the show. I'd listen to Tim Sackett. I, I really follow a lot of what he does. And he's not cynical hardly at all. So, you know, it, it, there's there's some deserving. A lot of people, though, I don't know. I'm wondering what they're, they didn't reveal their criteria for the what they thought the top eight, 14 HR leaders to follow were. I don't know what their criteria were. I didn't dive too deep to find out, but I didn't know what it is. But on September 2nd, Engagedly, never heard of, released their top 100 HR influencers to follow. And once again, there were some good people on that list. There's a whole hell of a lot that I've never heard of. Not that that makes a hell of a difference. And not that I want to be on the top HR influencers or leaders to follow uh, list. As you know what that means? You're getting more solicitations. But anyways. <laughs> it's your favorite. But yeah. But the one thing I liked about the Engagedly articles, they released how they came up with the names of their the people they do. So uh, this is a quote from their website. Scores were based on individuals' recency, frequency, and relevance in relation to their social media presences, speaking and writing engagements, and innovative contribution to the field. So these are the people that spam the hell <laughs> out of out of your LinkedIn and everything else. But I, there was one name I, I kind of looked for on here because I don't I don't particularly care for them. They I think they're too much of a touchy-feely kindergarten fuzzy teacher or sweater type of HR person. <laughs> and my, even though I've gone on LinkedIn and unfollowed and, you know, hidden her posts, you know, because so many people share them, I still continue to see them. I'm like, oh, please stop. But anyways, that's, 
that was the the next little rant. This is going to end up being a shorty because I don't have all that much more <laughs> to do. Well, this isn't a rant per se. This isn't a well, it's not a rant. It could easily turn into one if I let it. So John Hyman, September 29th, wrote an article and it's it's awesome. I'm actually going to read quite a bit of it. So this employee from Costco, her name was Monica Barnett. She hurt her wrist in over a nine month period. She went through the whole interactive process, if you want to be technical, about accommodating her injuries. So they had, they offered Monica 134 different positions at Costco in terms to help accommodate her wrist injury. And how many of those 134 jobs did she take? Zero. Uh, (laughs) They told her about and asked her to apply. They offered those positions, but she requested placement to zero of those positions. So, And then John, in his very cynical form, this next paragraph is one. That's a number of paragraphs that took the night circuit of appeals to affirm the dismissal of Barnett's failure to reasonably accommodate claim. In the court's (laughs) words, Barnett claims Costco refused to engage in good faith forced her to remain on medical leave and required her to be 100% healed before returning to work. These assertions are unsupported by the record. The undisputed record demonstrates that Costco held three job assessment meetings, sent Barnett 134 available open positions over more than eight months and placed Barnett in an optical assistant position that accommodated her limitations. So this is the type of thing that gets under my skin is this employee only wanted one thing. And unlike the Chipotle examples and the Walmart examples and things like that, where HR just, you know, screws the pooch 10 ways to Tuesday, their Costco's looks like they're doing the right thing. Here it is. We're doing everything. We're bending over backwards to accommodate whatever wrist injury uh, she had. Um, And the employee is still just has it in her mind. I'm going to sue them. I'm going to sue them. And well, she tried and apparently she lost twice because it was on appeal. Uh, this was from the ninth circuit court of appeal. So yeah, good, good luck with that. It just, it just irritates me when, when people try to, to work the system. I mean, whatever I had an, Oh, something that's not in my show notes, but I saw it on Reddit when I was looking for show notes and I didn't copy and paste it. So I'm going to be flying off the seat of my pants. But season one, we were talking about stupid interview questions, sort of like what we were doing (laughs) uh, a while back. This employer and the article hasn't changed. It's just some it's been refound on Reddit and rebloomed and come back to life. And it's it made one of those BuzzFeed type websites, which made me find it and go to Patrick found this story of a. CEO or whatever his title is of this organization. And during the interview, he would kindly offer you a coffee, tea, water, etc. And the this was part of his interview process because at the end of the interview, if you offered to, unless you offered to take back and wash your own cup at the end, oh, uh, he yeah, apparently yeah, yeah. Yeah. wouldn't hire you. Right. And this has come back to life uh, again. And first. I think it's a very stupid type of job interview thing. Not as stupid as some of the things we, we found a few weeks fair, ago. Fair. But it's still 
buy, I don't see ever see myself going back and washing the cup. I can ask myself, hey, where would you like me to place this cup after I've finished my coffee, tea, water, whatever it is? What What do you want me to do with this? Where should I put this? I can see myself doing that, but oh yeah, take it back to the kitchen and wash it. Okay, that's uh, uh, that. I would probably end up doing it if they asked me to. If I was like, this is strange, but. It's this guy's getting a lot more hate out of it, and that he's oh gosh, I forget the terms they were using. That he's playing mental games and just screwing with people and things. Oh, you know, if you're a CEO of a company and that's what your test is to to get into the company, yeah, maybe you don't want to work there. <laughs> Who knows whatever else is going to happen once you get in the door? What is he going to stick you with? What is he going to make you you do? Uh, it. It makes me think I was talking with somebody going completely off script. It's my script is empty now. Going, <laughs> I was talking with somebody. We were talking about the the movie, one of my all time absolute favorite movies, The Imitation Game. And Alan Turing puts a crossword puzzle in the newspaper and says, "If you can solve this in under however many minutes, I think it was six minutes, contact us." Because he he that's what he judges as intelligence and being able to do what he needs done. But I wanted to I, a, a manager once upon a time came up to me and said, "Hey, could we do something like this? Can we can we give them a test like this? Because we just need to demonstrate problem solving skills. We don't need you know some of the managers in the department are making things too complicated. They thought and I was like, oh." is adding a test, making it more or less complicated. But I think he was like, he just wants to find problem solving skills and is what the, the director wanted to do. If you can solve problems, you can do this. And I'm like, well, there's plenty of opportunities out there to find a product that does that. But I don't think we want to have them do a, just pick a random crossword puzzle and <laughs> have them do it right, in six minutes. Right, right. Uh, not going not gonna to pass the smell test on that one, so... Wow, this this is even going to be shorter than I thought it was. <laughs> Not prepared. It's just been a crazy, oh, I've had the craziest HR week, the craziest, a lot of things going on in the personal world. I know you have too, and it's just, wow, haven't been able to get prepared too much. So you have any anything you want to add to, the, to our sh- unexpected shorty? No. <laughs> i'm like keep it no, short. I, no i don't <laughs> yeah so well that's what we will have for today be on the lookout for a new episode hopefully next week if not in two weeks i'm thinking about going back to every other week process again as it is just a hell of a lot of work to get two weeks uh, done at it or a one done every week sometimes we do two at a time like we're supposed to do today but we're not prepared Mm, <laughs> <nope. do> that. <laughs> so anyhow as all oh the intro and outro music is underscore orchestra double the double the voice artist is andrew culpa and as always i'm warren and sometimes i talk sometimes i don't this is feathers <laughs> <laughs> well glad to have you here when i go solo it, it the last two times i've tried it it didn't work i almost did last week but i was just too tired and had too much crap going on to put out a a solo episode either way but either way oh i did not mention best practice best practice do your homework (laughs) always good always be prepared do your homework and we will talk to you soon stop and we're helping you survive hr one what the fuck moment at a time